The VPM Daily Newscast is sponsored by Kanawa Capital Management. Your financial life is unique, complex, and dynamic. Kanawa Capital Management's team of credentialed professionals has been helping its clients build wealth and confidence through personalized planning and informed investing since 1989. Learn more at cancap.com. That's K-A-N-C-A-P.com. You're listening to the VPM Daily Newscast, the recap of today's top stories in Central Virginia. From the VPM Newsroom in Richmond, I'm Kim Strother. Apple cider makers have begun their annual harvest across Virginia. The beverage has had a resurgence over the last two decades as more craft operations popped up. As Ben Pavier with VPM News reports, some entrepreneurs are turning to foraged apples for their next brew. All these little trees in here are apple trees. These are younger. Like all good obsessions, Kirk Billingsley's fascination with cider began in childhood. His family had a few apple trees in their yard in Monterey, Virginia. And every year, they turned the fruit into a non-alcoholic brew. And I can remember as a child running out to the, uh, getting off the school bus and running out to the barrel to fill up a glass. Decades later, it's clear Billingsley's enthusiasm hasn't waned. His Big Fish Cider Company uses apples from unsprayed and wild trees. He's taken me to see a few in the bucolic rocky fields of the Bluegrass Valley, just over the mountain from where he grew up. Help yourself. Help yourself. It's it's going to be sour. Sour. Oh, man. Pretty Mm. sour? Spitter? Yeah. Feel free to spit that out. The apple trees we're looking at grew up haphazardly after some bird or deer munched on a fruit and pooped out the seed. The trees that sprout up are all unique. Billingsley is the first to tell you making his wild meadow cider, which comes from these trees, is a labor of love. Harvest season means bumping around country roads, dodging gopher holes and cows. We'll spread tarps under these wild trees and and shake them out while the cattle come running and want to get on the tarps. Billingsley is part of a wave of cider makers who are branching out from the juicy, sweet stuff in the grocery store. They're making what they call vintage cider in smaller batches, toying with new varieties of fruit and fermentation. Virginia cider pioneer Diane Flint helped kick off the craft cider revival over two decades ago in Floyd. And Foggy Ridge was the first cidery in the South, uh, the first cidery south of Massachusetts. Flint was inspired by a small group of cider makers in the Northeast and Northwest who were treating cider like fine wine. So they made cider once a year, um, picked their fruit in the late summer and fall, pressed it, fermented it slowly. Flint's Foggy Ridge Cider was a two-time finalist for the prestigious James Beard Award. But she says she was drawing from a rich tradition. Over generations, people across the U.S. experimented with different seeds. The ones they liked best were grafted into new trees. People choose apples. They put their desire on the apples. The process has deep roots in Virginia. Jamestown was home to one of the first apple orchards in North America in 1614. From there, Flint says cider took over the South. It was left in wills, used as currency, and brewed by enslaved people. A far cry from the stereotype of, you know, the the toothless, you know, old white farmer sitting on the broken down porch. These days, most cider sold in the U.S. is made on an industrial scale. Often it's watered down and flavored. Cider maker Patrick Collins and his wife Danielle LeCompte are doing something more improvisational in a Charlottesville warehouse. There will never be any time where we're like sitting on our hands being like, well, we figured it out. (laughs) They use wild apples and ferment in the bottle, sometimes borrowing techniques from champagne makers. 
So you gotta do the timing right. Some of the experimentation, like relying on wild fruit, is partly done out of necessity. They don't have trees of their own. But the unpredictability, Collins says, is also part of the thrill. Our intention will always be subsumed by the vagaries of a given year. Collins says there's another reason to keep using foraged apples, climate change. The wild apple trees provide genetic variety. Some, he hopes, will be able to live on a hotter planet and help map the future of cider in a warming world. Ben Pavier, VPM News. This has been the VPM Daily Newscast. You can stay connected to what matters by heading to vpm.org news or follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at myvpm. Hi, it's Terry Gross, the host of Fresh Air. We bring you in-depth, long-form interviews with actors, directors, musicians, authors, journalists, and more. Listen to our Peabody Award-winning Fresh Air podcast from WHYY and NPR.